0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. To help kickstart the economy after COVID lockdowns and give the auto industry a boost, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is expected to unveil that car buyers will get up to 6,000 pounds sterling for buying an electric car. That's $7,600. The Telegraph newspaper reports that the Cash for Clunker-like program will be unveiled in a July speech by Johnson. The UK government also plans to spend a billion pounds to build more public EV chargers in the country. Speaking of EV chargers, the number of stations around the world grew by 60% in 2019. According to the International Energy Agency, there are now over 860,000 charging points globally, and 60% of them are in China. And fast chargers account for about one-third of the total. This could help spur the adoption of EVs, since one of the things holding back some buyers from buying one is concerns over the lack of public charging locations. And British sports car maker Lotus is going through one of the biggest transformations in its 72-year history. It plans to become an all-electric brand. Auto Express reports that the company will introduce a new gasoline-powered model next year, but after that, everything will be electric. Its next-gen EVs are expected to arrive in 2022, and they're going to cost a lot more. Lotus currently charges between 45,000 and 85,000 pounds for its cars, but the EVs will cost more to boost profits and move the brand more upscale. The company's CEO also said that once its EV lineup is established, it could expand its product range to include crossovers. Nikola went public a little over a week ago, and now the company is worth $23 billion, even though it's never made anything. It's worth almost as much as the Ford Motor Company. So how do you get your company listed on a stock exchange, even though you have no income? Nikola used a neat financial and legal trick called a reverse merger. Listen to what Trevor Milton, the founder of Nikola, said on Autoline After Hours last week.
1: And uh, I mean, I think that's why we we decided. You know what? Everyone's going to know about it anyways. We need the capital. We need the money. Let's make sure people know we're not a glass house. And and Vector IQ allowed us to go public within just about five months. So Vector was it,
0: already public. Is that or, right? And they, they were already stock, on the NASDAQ. Yes. Okay, so that, that's creating. how you were able to get on the NASDAQ even though you haven't built or sold anything yet.
1: Yes, it's called a reverse merger.
0: A reverse merger. Ever hear of that? Here's how it works a company that's already listed on a stock exchange goes bankrupt. So it sells off all its assets, but it keeps its legal standing, its legal shell. Then another company that wants to go public, in this case, Nikola, Merges with that shell and bada boom bada bing, it's publicly traded. And investors who hope that Nikola is the next Tesla drove up the share prices to the point that Nikola has a market capitalization of $23 billion, even though it's never made anything. There's a ton of great information about Nikola in that show, and you can watch the entire thing on our website or our YouTube channel. Mahindra lost its fight against FCA, but it's going down swinging. The International Trade Commission ruled that Mahindra's Roxor looks too much like a Jeep Wrangler and issued the company a cease and desist order. Mahindra must stop importing, building, and selling any infringing vehicles or parts. There's a short review period during which Mahindra plans to appeal And it says that the violating vehicles are no longer in production. It refreshed the Rocksor in 2020, so it looks less like a Wrangler. While it did significantly change the front end design, the problem for Mahindra is that the ITC ruled it infringed upon the Wrangler's what they call, and I quote here, trade dress, or the things that make a Wrangler look like a Wrangler. That includes the overall boxy shape and flat front fenders, and not just the grill. In more Mahindra news, it wants to give up control of South Korean automaker Sung Young Motor. Mahindra says it's looking to exit operations that are losing money and hopes to find another company to lessen its stake or buy it out completely. Mahindra owned 75% of Songyang, which it bought in 2010. Ford finally put an official reveal date on the all-new Bronco. The SUV will make its debut on July 9th, according to a post on its Instagram page. Nissan also teased the new Rogue, which will be unveiled today and is said to be more than just a redesign.
1: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our
0: passion. The COVID-19 pandemic has really hurt the auto industry, and automakers are looking for areas to cut costs, in some cases by delaying redesigning vehicles. AutoForecast Solutions is reporting that Ford just canceled the next-generation Edge, codenamed CDX777, which is made at Ford's plant in Oakville in Canada. Moreover, AutoForecast says that production of the Lincoln Nautilus, codenamed U540, will move from Oakville to China in early 2022. Oakville also used to make the Lincoln MKT and Ford Flex, And all these moves put the future of that plant in peril. But here's our auto line insight. Ford is about to start labor negotiations with Unifor, the Canadian union, and all these announcements really give the company some great bargaining chips. So the timing of this information could not be better for Ford. And we have to wonder if that was part of its negotiating strategy. It seems unlikely that Ford would walk away from that plant Last year, it made 200,000 SUVs, and that's not the kind of operation you just walk away from. The coronavirus pandemic is changing the way that humans around the world think about transportation. More people are turning away from mass transit and into personal mobility, but they still want to be safe there, too. We've already seen several solutions that use ultraviolet light, which kills germs, but Mark Phelan, the car critic of the Detroit Free Press, found out that automakers and suppliers are working on much more.
1: And another thing that you would want to do when the vehicle is empty, uh, but there, there was some talk about uh, having a mist of hydrogen peroxide that just gets wafted throughout the car. And, and these are all things you'd you need to leave accessories, you know, running for, for power and stuff like that. But these are all things that could be programmed into a car so that you know, if, if the vehicle is empty and locked and the motion detector, you know, says that there are no living creatures in it, that the fan just kicks up and there's a little reservoir of, you know, hydrogen peroxide, you know, maybe in, in the glove box, uh, 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 it gets, you know, squirted into the HVAC system and you refill it every once in a while it's a twist on what some luxury companies do with the uh, you know designer scents in their cars now
0: yeah both you and i have d- driven those luxury cars that have got they, they look like little printer cartridges in the the glove box and you That's can choose it. the smell that you want in your car so exactly. you're, you're right why, why not do choose something that kills all the bacteria as well
1: Right, it, it, there definitely seems to be interest in, in that. And one of the things that the suppliers, you know, all said is that they're studying right now, because they want to figure out, is this a concern that people will still have a couple of years from now? Or, or is it short lived? Uh, but, you know, I, I, and that that is the unanswerable question right now. But there's a lot of interest in investigation going into all these things.
0: You can check out that entire interview to see even more ways that vehicle interiors could be protected against viruses. And with that, we wrap up today's report. Thank you for watching.